and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am joined here today with the ineffable, the inscrutable, the unavoidable, none other than... And I am Scott Browse from Scottcast. And we've got quite a show planned for you. So I hear. Yeah, I, I actually planned a little bit this time. <laughs> it's not a lot, just a little bit. And I thought I'd start off this episode with saying uh, there's been a revision to the FDA recommendations for what can be a nutritionally complete podcast. Mm. You know, the considerations. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the administration has thought that 10 things was too many things. Mm-hmm. So they have eliminated a few things. The f- a few things they eliminated were uh, hobbies a- and uh, travel. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you want a nutritionally complete podcast, you could just, uh, you can just have eight of those things. And really, the hobbies and the travel, those those are just... Supplements. Those tend to get incorporated into other things like sports and sports, personal stories anyway. So, yeah, really personal stories could be you, you can live your whole life on personal stories. That's true. You know, especially in a podcast setting, because that's just that's the bread and butter of a podcast is personal stories. Yeah. I mean, the only reason we actually plan shows is because we of our severe lack of personal stories. <laughs> <laughs> if we had personal stories, we wouldn't need to plan a show. True. You know, but we're the kind of people that uh, live a life that is uh, well-ordered and uh, devoid of uh, chaotic interruption. You know, mm-hmm. we get up in the morning, usually, and we do some work. We prepare some food, we eat the food, then we go to sleep, and we do it again. There's other things sprinkled in that, like drinking, usually. Mm -hmm. But that's all we do. So, here we are. Here we are producing a show for you guys. And if you guys, here's the deal, Ian. Like, I feel like this makes ScottCast one of the most immensely enormous creative achievements man has wrought in this life the fact that we can sit here at the table podcasting for over 180 episodes without any stories whatsoever (laughs) i mean we've sprinkled stories in there once in a while a story escapes usually by accident sometimes we make our own stories sometimes we make up things yeah yeah that's true that's true I've been thinking about that. Like, maybe I should just, like, lie more on the show. Just make up stories. Yeah. Like, hey, I met Abraham Lincoln the other day. He's kind of a dick. (laughs) You wouldn't expect that. Everyone likes him. Five dollar bill and whatnot. Well, traumatic brain injuries can change a person's personality. Right? It made him really boring really fast. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's for sure. But I figured, uh, let's start this day off. We both kind of have interesting drinks uh, on the table. Mm-hmm. So let's do a little section on uh, food and drink to start this bitch off. Food and drink. All right. I've got myself tea. It's a turmeric ginger tea. Okay. Uh, I started doing tea lately because 
I've realized doing the caffeine so much so late at night mm-hmm. for podcasting, like later those nights, I feel like my stomach is wrenching upon itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like being attacked from the inside out. And I usually don't feel healed until like early Monday morning. So no more just binging on caffeine without food for me. <clears throat> Instead, I'm so, going to go for a nice something ginger a little tea. more gentle, yeah. Yeah. And ginger tea is good for your, good for the old uh, stomach lining. I yeah. Hear. You know, it's in Chinese herbal medicines that you eat a, eat a root of ginger and all your troubles go away. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. You get hard-ons. <laughs> the ultimate sign of health. Yep. And a man. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you drinking, man? I've got a uh, Stillwater Extra Dry Sake Style Saison. Ooh, sake. Interesting. That, that just means it's made with rice, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. It doesn't really have a lot to say about it. Isn't that technically what like Budweiser yeah. and stuff is made of? All the cheap beers? Yeah. They're made out of rice, but this... This is a tasty beer, though. It's become tasty. Yeah. Tell me, give me a flavor profile on that. It's like... um. <clears throat> It's pretty light, but it's like full flavor. It's got like a tartness to it, but not not to the point where it would be like a sour. It's more like, a, you know, how like wheat beers kind of have like a fruity note sometimes. I've had a fruity note and a wheat beer before. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, What's the fruit if you had to pick a fruit? I'd say like green apple. Wow. Okay. I would not have gone for green apple. It's tart, but it's tart. It's not uh, not too sour. Okay. So that sounds crisp and refreshing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is nice. It's nice to have that. Where'd you where'd you square that at? They got that at Steve's. They do? Yep. You're always finding things at Steve's that I never find. I always go to Steve's and I see the I see the slot machine and I see <laughs> I see the liquor and I see like all the different Bell's beers, but mm-hmm. uh, I never and I guess I'm just not so exploratory on the old craft beer aisle. Yeah. Lately, I've been getting the four packs of Guinness, mm-hmm. and I always tell myself, I'm just going to have a Guinness, and then I have four Guinnesses, because <laughs> it's just so damn tasty. Yeah. So I got to be careful with the Guinnesses. That's been my life with the drinking. Well, it's getting to be that time of year. They got uh, all the St. Patrick's Day stuff out in the grocery stores. Oh, that's true, now isn't that it? we're past Fat Tuesday. That's true. When is St. Patrick's Day? March 17th, I think. March 17th? It's always the 17th? I think. Okay. Middle of March. I don't know. Middle. Some, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, we should do a St. Patrick's episode. Sure. We'll adopt Irish accents. <laughs> and we'll do the entire podcast with an Irish accent. Have you ever heard my Irish accent? My, no. my imitation? Let's hear it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. Nice. Yeah. So that'll be the entire podcast, the week of March 17th. Mm-hmm. Mark your calendars. <laughs> Mark your calendars. You know, this is a chill pod. Yeah. Because next week we're we're going all out. We've got Astronomicon 6. Mm-hmm. We've got press passes. Ian's got a, he's got an iPhone coming in the mail mm-hmm. with a, one of those fancy cameras. And I've got a microphone. And a chopstick. And we're going to interview we're some of the... chug athletic greens and have huge boners. and <laughs> That's right. 
Scare all the celebrities. You know, maybe we should bring a few packets and we can uh, get some celebrity boners on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Right? Uh, imagine Ming Chen with a boner. Imagine Hellraiser with the boner. Do you think he's got, do you think he's got, you know, uh, piercings down there? The Hellraiser man? Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe we can stick this, skip this chopstick and just uh, clip the lav mic to our boners. You should just talk, <laughs> talk it to the dick. <laughs> that'll keep, that'll keep us with a press pass for sure. <laughs> They'll be like, we got to have these guys next year. They whip their dicks out, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good yeah. time. Uh, we're probably not going to actually get to talk to Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. which is fine. He seems to be very busy and I think they're really, he's really trying to just like sell those photo opportunities mm-hmm. and i'm not one for photo opportunities yeah have you ever purchased a photo at a con only one it was uh george romero george okay that's it was like right before he died too that yeah that's that's like don't picture regret that the, one that's a real legend right there uh, he's the inventor of zombies isn't he essentially yeah the inventor of like the what we've come to know as zombies there was like the voodoo zombies prior to that. Right. But they yeah. weren't like flesh eating undead the way yeah. they are now. Yeah. I've, if I remember correctly, I think uh, all a voodoo zombie is, is like someone takes some drugs and then like <laughs> people are surprised they get back up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the entirety of a voodoo zombie. Like their, like their pulse goes away at some point mm-hmm. and then uh, they walk again. But uh, no matter... So, yeah, we're probably not going to talk to the Kevin Smith mm-hmm. unless we decide to buy a photo op. But um, I'm going to send out some emails anyway, see if we can't schedule some good interviews and, uh, you know, get our uh, get get our time in. Yeah. And really make a spectacular episode, something to, something for everyone to look forward to with video component. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping this is going to be the next feudcast production you know but it's you know received much better right (laughs) i I don't think anybody has watched it all the way through yet (laughs) yeah i don't think i have it's a long one it's a three-hour production (laughs) i remember oh man that was that was an intense time editing that beast Mm -hmm. and i remember uh sabelle and i we went up north and and uh, watched the whole thing through (laughs) you know so that's that's what you get when it, when you're with me. It's, you get to watch my absurdly long productions, you know. And then poor David, he got inspired by it for some reason. Mm-hmm. But his long production, because he made like a three-hour earbud review, right? Hit the algorithm, hit the algorithm running. Yeah, and he became like a instant celebrity in the earbud review space on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So in a way. David is more successful than us, which is something that sometimes I contemplate uh, killing myself over. <laughs> just, just a little, mm-hmm. not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got a great show planned today, and that was that was our pop culture segment. Let me, let me put that in. There. Pop culture, you know, and uh, as far as personal growth is concerned. 
Oops. Personal growth. Uh, Ulia and I had a call, and we got on, and I must have been speaking Spanish with her for like 15 minutes straight. We were both very surprised. Nice. So my Spanish is up and running. It's it's almost conversational. I mean, she was clearly like taking it easy with me and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But uh, that is a huge landmark for me that I can actually speak Spanish. With less than a year after meeting Julia, I've learned a somewhat conversational uh, Spanish, and I call that a, I call that a rip roaring success. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. And so. Uh, I thought, I don't want to sh- just hog this entire language to myself when I have a whole Scott cast audience. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought, you know, maybe every episode I could uh, share some Spanish phrases with everybody. Okay. Uh, here's one that um, I made just for you, Ian. Are you excited? I am. Uh, tell me if you recognize what it is. Hola y bienvenido. A frases con Scott en español. Escucha. Cuando murió, la gente puede coger con mi cuerpo. ¿Por qué no? Y eso es todo. Frases con Scott. Hasta próxima. Chao. Do you know, you know what that you know what that was? I caught bits and pieces, but not enough to really catch any. No. The gist of it. When I die, the people can fuck my body. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, a little uh, Scott Cast reference back to episode one. Yeah. Yeah. So now now if you ever go to a Spanish-speaking country and they wonder what it is they can do with your body when you die, you can tell them. It's a common thing that they ask about. It is. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the first thing it's like como esta todo bien um, uh, puedo coger con tu cuerpo <laughs> cuando te uh, morí morís yeah <laughs> you know it's a it's a thing that happens yeah. so uh, I like to I just want the whole Scott Castle needs to be prepared uh, just in case uh, things transition to Spanish at some point yes you know so uh, one phrase at a time. Keep listening to Scottcast, and uh, you, you too, will have some personal growth in your life. A whole new language. How many other podcasts teach people a whole ass new language, all while entertaining them? Zero. Exactly. You know, now it's one, though. <laughs> no, wait. Other podcasts. So, yeah, zero. Yes. <laughs> Fuck everyone else. <laughs> Scottcast. <laughs> That's a good tagline. That's a good tagline. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, la concha de la lora. I have to put that in there somewhere. Let's see. What's next? What's next? Have you watched anything good on the TV set lately? Have you watched any good movies? Mm, no. We browse through a lot of movies on my... Uh, on my TV yeah. after the last podcast and I saved a few to the queue and um, like I watched a few things. I tried to watch The Whale mm-hmm. but my God is that a sad movie. 
Yeah. It's just, it's just the most depressing thing you'll ever, I couldn't even make it through half an hour. Cause like the whole thing is just like, it's just like this, like depression porn, <laughs> just watching this guy just have the worst life possible. Yeah. You know, so I didn't really make it through. I mean, kudos to Brendan Fraser. I can see why people like the acting in it. Cause like, I've never been sad looking at Brendan Fraser, but there I was sad looking at Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Brendan. But, uh, yeah, that wasn't so good, but you know what was good? Mm. And I, not only did I watch it, but I immediately watched the sequel, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Okay. Yeah, that Disney animated Disney movie from 2001. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Do you remember it? A long time ago, maybe. I don't remember. You don't remember too much about it? I remember it being a thing. I don't know if I actually saw it even. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it came out in a weird time, and apparently it was a big... uh, it was kind of a mess in the box office. It didn't yeah. do too well. But I, I thought it was actually quite awesome. Um, apparently what happened was like it was released like the same time Shrek was mm-hmm. and a, a bunch of the other like uh, CGI 3D things. Yeah. And this is a just an animated drawn movie mm-hmm. where a linguist just tries to discover the lost city of Atlantis. But like it was at a, it was actually, they used a unique style that blended CGI. I never even really realized this until I was reading the sh- like uh, IMDb afterwards. Mm-hmm. But uh, like they used CGI to kind of like aid uh, the the drawing of it. So like mm-hmm. if you watch it today, it's it holds up and it's gorgeous. Whereas like if you like watch Shrek, it's like uh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so. I, I completely recommend people watch Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Like, right after that film ended, I was just like, oh, my God, that was brilliant. Oh, my God, I love it. You know, because it concerns a nerdy guy going to a different culture and, like, uh, and basically, you know, hooking up with, a, with, the, with the hot princess. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that storyline. But... uh the sequel, oh my god! I've never seen such a drop off in quality before in my life. It was mm-hmm. like it was like taking a walk straight off the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Like it's stick figures, <laughs> <laughs> and like there's no story at all, and like all the voices are different. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Would you uh, would you go searching for the lost city of Atlantis if you could uh, if you if you knew where it was? Would you would you go? Um, would you expedite to that place? Mm, Rent yourself a submarine? Maybe, probably not. What would what would it take to convince you to go to the lost city of Atlantis? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to know why you would say no if you knew where it was. Like you have that knowledge, that knowledge I mean, that would can, transform can the I, history of the I world. Can I survive there? It's like underwater, right? Well, you get a sub. Well, you get a, you get equipment, my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know with the way the climate's going. Maybe that's that would be a good choice. You know, it's already underwater. Yeah, it's used to it. <laughs> that's for sure. It's preserved. I would go to the Lost City of Atlantis. I would discover some things. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go immediately. I would go right now if someone could tell me where it was. Yeah, I'd go. I'd I'd swim to it. I wouldn't even use a submarine. <laughs> I just hold my breath. 
I just keep going. In fact, to prove I could do it, I'm going to do the rest of this podcast on that one single breath. That's right. I'm going to not breathe anymore for the rest of this podcast. Mm. All right. Yeah. Get at me, hoes. That's right. What else is there? We've got more stuff. We got more stuff on this here podcast. But it's going to be just me in a second. <laughs> no, it won't. I'm sticking it through, buddy. We got 40 minutes. I think David Blaine can hold his breath for 40 minutes. Yeah. I think I saw that before on the internet. He was on un- he was underwater for 40 minutes. Just got kind of hanging out there. Hmm. Wouldn't it be awkward if David Blaine was in a tank of water and he couldn't breathe, right? But and everyone was watching him and he was underwater <laughs> in a glass case and then he got a boner <laughs> because he had a thought of greens that day. <laughs> Go to thescarcast.com forward slash AG and you can too. Hold your breath as long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Ah, uh, that would have been cool, though, if I could do that for 40 minutes. Yeah. Right? I'm kind of out of breath now. I don't know why. <laughs> let's take a break. Let's take a quick break. And in the meantime, uh, let's let's teach people a little bit more about uh, Spanish. Hola y bienvenido a Frances con Scott en Español. Escucha. En esta vida no hay felicidades, no hay esperanza. Solo hay impuestos, muerte y decepción. Y eso es todo. Frases con Scott. Hasta próxima. Ciao. Did you hear what? Did you know what that? Did you catch what that was? No. Uh, in this life, there is no happiness. There is no hope. There is only death, taxes, and disappointment. Another common phrase you might hear in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Another Spanish-speaking countries. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm trying to stick to the most useful things. Because that's how, that's how I think you learn something quick. You boil it down to the basics. Mm-hmm. And you take the things that you will use 80, 90% of the time. And you focus all your energy on that. The most common things. So that you, you, you fail less. And you break down less. So, you yeah. know, with phrases like this... Phrases like uh, uh, the body fucking one. People are going to, you know, have a Swiss army knife mm-hmm. of available uh, phrases to use. And those are things you can just uh, kind of throw out there no matter what the conversation's actually about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Como estas? <laughs> Life sucks. <laughs> See? <laughs> And they will totally think you're a, a native, too. Yeah. You know? And not only a native, that, but that you're depressing. So that they won't continue conversation with you. Exactly. And uh, you can just get away with anything. <laughs> so there we go. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help out the Scott Castigators mm-hmm. in this world. Mm, that's right. Let's do some current events. Current events. Uh, you sent me an article. I did. Yeah, you sent me an article about a new drug hitting the market that all the cool kids are doing. It's called Trank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, when people do Trank, 
It's it's usually cut with like other things. And like almost immediately, like flesh starts falling off their arms and legs. It uh yeah, it doesn't sound great. That's why you shouldn't get drugs in America, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a good place for drugs unless it's weed. And even then, you're gonna forget your entire life after two puffs. But uh yeah, I mean, what do you think the motivation is for people who are taking trank? You know, they immediately just become leprous. Um I, I don't know. You have no idea. I, I think all your psychological training. There's got to be a reason, from right? What I read about it, it's like a. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like opioid adjacent, but it's not reactive to. Was it Narcan? Is the thing that like saves you from an OD? <laughs> right. So okay. So, <laughs> it's kind of like an opioid, uh, except it's worse. Except yeah, you are likely to die and uh your flesh is gonna rot off so i don't know why you would choose that yeah it must be good it yeah right if if that drug was as good as it is bad (laughs) would you take it no like you're gonna have an experience that when you have it you're gonna say to yourself Wow, I'm so glad I don't have arms right now because that was bitching. <laughs> yeah, I think I uh I'm pretty risk averse. Sure, sure. What if someone could guarantee that it was that good for you? Mm-hmm. Like like the the experience is that good that you wouldn't mind <laughs> losing your limbs mm-hmm. and be just being a torso Ian for the rest of your life. Constantly chasing that dragon. Mm-hmm. Less chasing and more like, you know, hobbling, <laughs> rolling, rolling, <laughs> <laughs> shimming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oof. I don't know. That's rough. I mean, if uh, that's true, like I wouldn't want to like do that, do a drug like that, and then want it again and again and Mm -hmm. like maybe not even be able to have that kind of like experience again because when you have a certain kind of experience right it's it's like the problem is you can't have it again and like that's what so but but you know what it is like now Mm -hmm. so you're going to want to do it more and more and more that's why i've never done ecstasy Mm -hmm. right because that's what i hear people say about it that like if you take ecstasy be sure you know not to have sex or be sure not to do this or that because it'll be the greatest feeling you've ever had and you'll never feel it again (laughs) it'll ruin life for you Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i guess i won't do that but uh that's why we've never done ian with ian like live on pod right Mm -hmm. although we are doing astronomicon six and there's going to be a lot of people there. True. And uh, if, if we might accidentally run into an opportunity for... God, I hope so. Yeah. So we, we, we're going to... That's well, that's something to be on the lookout for <laughs> in the Astronomicon 6 episode mm-hmm. is we might find someone on ecstasy. And if we do, we're totally interviewing that person. Because <laughs> it seems like we're not going to be interviewing anybody, but <laughs> just randos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll make it better. Um, oh, and also a note on that, uh, we're not going to be like releasing it next week because it's going to be, it's going to be like a big production, right? We're going to, 
I'm going to try to do a normal pod next week, either, you know, with David or, or with you, if we got it like an extra hour somehow in between all these mm-hmm. uh, situations, it's a pod. So we'll, we'll still have a release, but uh, Astronomicon 6, the, that release for that episode is going to be a little bit later. Just so you guys know, I know everyone's fucking chomping at the bit to <laughs> on the Scott cast schedule these days. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, current events. Uh, let's do, let's do some questions. Okay. Let's do some questions. I got some questions here, um, that I got from a book called a thousand questions. Mm. How many questions they have in there? A thousand. <laughs> right. And then some of them have, uh, questions within the question. Mm. So like there's a question and then like there's a question about the question. So technically more than a thousand. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of uh, over-delivering I like to see in my literature. So, I figured for a segment like this, what we could do is one rule. I'm looking at you when I say this. Okay. No matter what, you can't answer, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Okay. If you could anonymous... If you could anonymously and safely destroy any one person's reputation, would you? Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, probably. You're not. Uh, you're not even going to hedge on that one. <clears throat> Do you have like a target in mind? Mm. It would be someone who I feel gets undue recognition. Yeah. Someone like Elon Musk, but he's kind of he's really doing it himself, running his own <laughs> thing. So, I would, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could pick a specific person. I mean, there's like a lot of people in the influencer circle that <laughs> just kind of like make content, but it's not like thoughtful content. It's like mindless, like, oh, this is what I'm doing today. It's got like a 2 billion I'm, followers. I'm so attractive. Look at me. Right. People who set up the set up their webcams yeah. while they do yoga and stuff like that. Yeah, that's such a petty choice. I love it. Well. <laughs> They're not hurting anything. <laughs> I'm just gonna destroy your reputation. <laughs> no, because it. I think what bothers me about it is like the way that we reward it. Okay. So. I don't know. Would people stop doing that if there wasn't the money incentive, if it was just attention? I mean, people would definitely still do it for attention. I mean, people do anything for attention. Yeah. Look at us. True. Well, I'm not doing, I'm just doing this for fun. That's true. I don't want the attention. So. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Of <laughs> course. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think maybe that's what bothers me about it is like the capitalism run amok for like, no uh not contributing anything of value to society okay but like having this monetary reward yet i don't know you know but like that's the thing it's like uh it's just one person in the pond Mm -hmm. and there's always going to be people to fill in that um fill in that gap like which which begs the question is like like why is there a market need Right. You know, why do people 
why do people look at these kind of like accounts and like follow them? It's clearly some sort of aspirational motivation. Yeah. Like they wish they could be projecting. Mm. Yeah. That could be me. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely take this ability, but I would keep it like holstered. Yeah. You know, I would, I would just like, I would like to live with the ability to like, just destroy someone's reputation. Mm-hmm. And I know I got like that one shot. Yeah. And I think I would like take it, e- take it out even more pettily than you are. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be like, uh, like at a restaurant or something. And like the waiter is like a little snippy with me. And then like, I'll leave in a huff and be like, you know what? Fuck it. Ripped out, press the button. Mm-hmm. And I, and then I'll go back to that restaurant that, that next week. And I'll inquire. I'll be like, Hey, what happened to that one waiter, huh? And I enjoy every story I heard from yeah. the from the spittle flying out of their their replacement, from the owner of the building, from the customers around. Oh yeah, oh, he got fired. I heard he was a pedo. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> pedo. Because <laughs> you know, you know, at the end of the day, that's what that question's saying. <laughs> if you could, if you could out someone as a pedo, <laughs> who would you out as a pedo? <laughs> It's basically the surefire way to do it. So there we go. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Let's let's do something. Let's do something. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to extract some wisdom from you. Mm. You know, you got to pick one. It's a it's a little less sadistic. Can't promise I have any wisdom to bestow, but I'll try. I bet you I bet you got some wisdom to bestow. I bet you're gonna about the. I bet you're about to bestow. So, do you need another drink to bestow the wisdom? Maybe. Uh, let's take a quick break so you can get that drink ready, <laughs> and we can bestow the wisdom. Hola y bienvenido a Frances con Scott en español. Escucha. Ay Dios mío, mi perro está fumando mi porro. Y eso es todo. Frases con Scott. Hasta próxima. Ciao. That one was, oh my God, my dog is smoking my weed. Mm. Okay. Another useful one. Useful. That's right. All right. So here's the question. We're about to get some Ian Dixon wisdom. Would you be happier with more control over what happens in your life? or more control of your reactions to it. For me personally, I feel pretty in control of my reactions, so I would mm. if I could control more things external to myself, that would be more useful for me. Okay, you're tired of controlling your reactions. <clears throat> it's time to get some results. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, both of those I could see value in. Right? I could, yeah, I could see like the stoic approach being mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, like if you could, you know, if, if no matter what happens, you can always like bring yourself to a center of peace, mm-hmm. even if you're, you know, stuck on the street, uh, living out your, living out your shoes, mm-hmm. you could still have peace, even in that situation. But, uh, you know, honestly, if you could control it's a pretty, what happens it's to you. It's a pretty you, easy choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you're never, you're never going to be in that situation. And, um, and like, I kind of like the idea of like, uh, living a life where I control what happens in my life Mm -hmm. and I fuck up a lot 
Like I, I did, I get things and get the monkey's paw wishes, mm, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, well, I'm gonna make myself rich now, and like, oh, now that I'm rich, all my friends hate me. Ian Dixon used the pedo gun on me. <laughs> 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 like, what am I gonna do now? I guess I'll have to control, control that somehow. <laughs> make pedos great again. <laughs> Something like that, but. uh but yeah, so how do you think you could gain that control? That's the follow-up question on this one. Mm. So like, how could, how do you think you can gain the control of what happens in your life? That's, that's a, that's a tough question. Because mm-hmm. if we could answer that, maybe we'd be doing it. Right. You know, hard work, dedication. I mean, there's, yeah, certainly the way we relate to people is one way that we control relationships control in in quotations because there's like you know people have agency and there's other factors don't you hate that yeah you can act in a way that would like uh perhaps encourage them to respond a certain way to you Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's up to them so like in that sense you have some control but not complete control Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think we're just kind of have to accept that we we can't have complete control. So that's a uh, that's how you gain complete control is to accept the limitations of what control is possible. Yeah. You know, you you set the rules of the game and then you play them. Mhm. I think that's I think it's pretty wise. If you want more control over the things in your life, first things first is define the limits of what you can control yeah. and then operate within those limits. It's not too bad. See, I knew I'd get some wisdom out of you. I knew I'd extract that, extract some juice from that leaf. Mm-hmm. I knew I'd, I knew I'd get you running like a, like a, like a bird without its wings, because <laughs> they would have to run instead of fly. Right, a bird would spin to a trank. Yeah, <laughs> trank bird. <laughs> Live from Philly, the trank bird. Uh, let's see. Oh, here, here's a good one. Uh, would you like to have in your possession a high definition nude photo of yourself in your physical prime? So like, you could be like, oh, this is the sexiest I've ever been. Mm. Spoiler alert. I already have it. And I took it this morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's of Ian. (laughs) Uh, that's the question? That's the whole question. Oh, no. You don't want to see yourself uh, the sexiest you've ever been? Not really. You know, you can, you can like, uh, you know, send it to people, I guess. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> I don't know what the utility of it is. It's a good Tinder picture, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's not really useful for a married man. I don't have any use for that. I mean, I mean, neither, I guess. Uh, you know... Because like, and also it's like, it would be so disappointing for like, if you were to try to use it to attract a lady, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, you're only going to disappoint like anymore. Yeah. It's only going to be catfishing. When do you think that was your physical prime as a man? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Maybe it's in the future. It probably is. I, I feel like my body hasn't really changed since, I mean, I don't know. I've gotten more hairy and like, I wouldn't, that's about it. Like body hair. Okay. 
So you're like, like in terms of like my physicality, I'm just still like kind of a scrawny, weird looking dude. But you and know, I've always been kind of a scrawny, weird looking dude. But you're like maturing into a hairy, scrawny, weird looking <laughs> <Right>. dude. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think uh, you know. Some people like that. Yeah. Some people like the hairy, like the Burt Reynolds. You know, I think that's kind of the situation I'm in. It's like, like if I look at myself, if I think about myself in my like my my like teenage years or my twenties. I don't think I was very good looking. Mm-mm. You know, I wasn't like the most good looking man, but you know, the more older I get, you know, the better looking I get. You know, I seem to have one direction with my attractiveness and that's that's up. Yeah. Slowly but surely. You know, so like if I had this picture, it would probably be this really mortifying situation where I'm like, Oh my god, that's what I'm gonna look like when I'm fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'll know that's when I die. <laughs> what with this what with this uh what with this equation going on yeah you know i guess that's another part of the question is like would you like to know if if your physical prime is ahead of you or behind you you know mm-hmm. um that was another question that was on the list is uh if you could spend time either as a member of the opposite sex Somebody who is very old, somebody who is handicapped, or somebody of a of a different race. Like, which one would you try out for like a week? Someone who's very attractive, someone who's very ugly. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you can't pick very attractive because that's just default. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other ones are open. Hmm. Would you see what it's like to be a woman? So if I could pick, if I could choose to be someone who's been traditionally discriminated against. Well, I mean, as a white, <laughs> as an attractive white male, obviously, that's the only option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure I could find value in any of those experiences. Sure. I don't know if I'd prefer one over another. Mm. Here's, I've, I gave this one some thought and mm-hmm. I actually... I told you, you can't say I don't know, but... Well, that wasn't I don't know. I said... <laughs> very wish I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't choose a specific one. You know, it was just like all of them would be valuable, but I don't have a an inclination towards any specific one. I think for me, the most valuable mm-hmm. would be very old. Yeah. I want to see what it's like to for my body to have completely given out on me. Mm. Because when you return, you will know where you're heading. Yeah. And you'll understand what it means to take advantage of your youth. That has the most utility for you as a, an individual. That's right. That's right. It's like, I already know I need to be less of a dick to women and other races and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I already know that. <laughs> what I don't know is how much worse this body can get for me. Yeah. Like, I was taking a walk today, and, like, my fucking knees started hurting. I'm like, why the fuck are my knees hurting? Is it because it's cold? Am I one of those people now? <laughs> it's cold, so, so all my joints are doing weird things? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know? Maybe I should spend a week where, where I react to it uh, just waking up and, like, being able to tell the weather by which part of my body aches. <laughs> you know? I think that would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very useful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Here's a good one. Um, 
you're approached and uh, given like a magic little choice. And the choice is like, you can decide that on a course of action where you would make like tens of millions of dollars, mm-hmm. but in five years time, you'll, you'll be bankrupt and have to start over from scratch. Okay. You know, obviously when, when you embark on that journey, you, you forget the five years time situation. So it's like, you can't like prepare for it or something, mm. you know, like I'm, that was going to be my follow-up question was like, what are the details about yeah. how that money's earned and how I can choose to spend it between. Right. Yeah. So like basically the idea is you're going to be hitting this shit and you're going to think to yourself, uh, like I've got it made, mm-hmm. you know, but then will come the inevitable crash. Yeah. Would you take that bacchanalian period of moment time? Would you take that full range of experience? Do is there a, a second option in that question or it's just, just like refuse take it, it or no? You just refuse it, I guess, and you just live your life as you live in it. Mm-hmm. Again, I would need more detail about uh how I'm procuring this money. You know, it could be like a Gatsby-esque thing where it's like uh, you you had your running booze, you know, in Prohibition mm-hmm. era or something like that. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's shady ways you're making money, or maybe you just like maybe you just invent a, a chatbot <laughs> <laughs> that for a period of time really fucking kicks ass, but yeah, but then like you forget to do your taxes, mm-hmm. and that all gets taken away from you. Yeah. And the patents get sold or something like that. Um, I think maybe someone uses the reputation gun on you and hear Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a detail I would like to know. That's yeah. If that's the detail, <laughs> you're going to be a millionaire until five years from now when an Ian Dixon clone uses the pedo gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what this episode's called, the pedo gun. <laughs> I think uh I have reservations about like get rich quick schemes. Right. Because they tend to if you're gonna make that in a legitimate way, you're uh you're what's the word I want? Odds are you're cheating somebody, yeah, maybe, or like uh, someone's being exploited. Oh, uh, okay. And so I wouldn't want to make money that way. All right. If it's like I'm I'm winning the lottery or some like fucking magical thing happens, maybe it's a bank error. They're like, "Here's oh, you have a lot of money." I'm like, "I don't think I have all that money." And they're like, "Yeah, no, it's good." And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I would like that uh, in cash <laughs> before someone realizes their mistake. Um, so if I can do it without harming anyone, then yes, I would. Okay. Yeah. You. So you would take that, that full experience of uh, being rich and then, and then going broke. That's cool. I like that. You know, because that, that's the same thing I would do. I, except I didn't really think about exploitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd also exploit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't need to ask them any follow-up questions. Like the genie would be like, well, you should not. No, don't worry about it. Just just give it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but there are serious script now. So matter. I wouldn't know about the five years once like, I had the money. Like when you make the decision, you yeah. know. But uh, once the decision's made, like maybe the whole genie 
conversation goes away mm-hmm. and like in your mind you just you just invented you just invented the pedo gun and mm-hmm. uh, you sold the patent and you made millions of dollars because mm-hmm. people are just shooting each other up you know making each other pedos and stuff <laughs> <laughs> hmm. that would be an interesting experiment i'd be curious to see how i used that right I would be curious to see what it's rich Ian looks like. Yeah. Like, do you would, abandon, I, would I turn into an asshole? Would I yeah, abandon my, my values? You know, cause th- you do say fairly consistently that, uh, that the m- money corrupts, mm-hmm. you know, particularly large amounts Yeah, and that there's very few people who can handle having a large amount of money and then, uh, and then not exploiting people or, or not hoarding it, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So like, you know, that could be what happens to, that makes you bankrupt, is you voluntarily give up your fortune, you know? That would be the preferable way. That would be, the, well, that's how you would think, that's that's the the hopeful, but uh, odds are, uh, you just get shot with a pedo gun. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely take, I would definitely take the opportunity. Um, let's see, what we got here? There's more. Let's see. That's more of a political question. Uh, Putting Kyle to sleep over here. <laughs> good. <laughs> that means the pod's going good when he's uh, when he's not trying to interject and tell us what we should be talking about. All right. So here's a good question. If you wanted to take a new and uncertain path in your life, but your friends really didn't want you to, I was like on pod being like, mm-hmm. don't invent the pedo gun. <laughs> you're going to use it against me. Right. Would you go ahead against their wishes if you thought it was right for you? Like, would you, or would you heed your friend's uh, thoughts? And who, who would you consider your, um, your inner sanctum of people that would influence you like this? Am I part of it? Yeah. Sweet. I've got influence. I mean, you and Brownwin are like the only people I really talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got other friends that like I I appreciate their opinions, but we don't uh, they don't live close, and we're not like talking all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so would I just go ahead and do my thing, or would I? Yeah, I mean, in this situation, you do think it's right for you, and you mm-hmm. have that strong feeling, but like your friends are just like, eh. I think I would go with my gut. I would do me. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, if you do think it's right for you. Right. You know, and if your big fucking counsel's me. (laughs) It's like, I can't imagine you're living life like being like, well, Scott thought this was stupid, so I don't know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do take people's like, if, if, like if you had a misgiving or something like that. If I was like on the fence and you guys were like, nah, I would take I would take heed to that. Okay, you would let but, uh, it. You would let you let it push you to one side or the other. If me and Brian were just like, like, no, I really need to do this, and this is this feels right, then I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Like I, I feel like I'm the same way. It's just like, look, uh, my life, my life is a big ride, and my body is the car. You know, I'm just following. I'm just following it along. I'm like a dog chasing an ice cream truck. You know, I there I go. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I've I've had se- several decisions in my life where I'm like, 
where I do consult you and I consult everybody. And then, and then like in the quiet of the night, I'm just like, fuck all that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna do something crazy. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't think I'm really capable of taking too much good advice. I mean, in the end it's, it's your life and nothing ventured, nothing gained, I guess. I suppose. I mean, don't try Trank, though. I don't know. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> people are gonna, people are witnessing that happen. They're like, eh, I'll try some. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Let me see how that goes. I feel good. All right. Here's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were a role model to millions of children who closely followed you and your life choices, how would you change your behavior? I might have to quit Scott Cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I think I would too. <laughs> Scott Cast is the first thing to go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, damn. Yeah, that's why I don't want to be famous. I don't want that sort of responsibility. Right? All the fun gets sucked out of life right. because you're... To quit drinking. Gotta, like... I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm, I do anything like horrible, but being a role model, like there's just, I don't know. There's some loftiness to that, that like, you can't make any mistakes. Yeah. That's, I don't think realistic. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't bother to change anything. Maybe I should just be a real person and, uh, validate that like people fuck up and sometimes Sometimes they get drunk and say dumb shit and like, I don't know. But sometimes you record it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, so the short answer is I would not want that. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, the long answer is if I did, I probably would feel like a, a social pressure to, uh, not do anything that could be perceived as bad such as talking about necrophilia on a podcast or several languages <laughs> uh, inventing pedo guns <laughs> there you go <laughs> stuff like that here's a here's a good follow up question uh if you had kids yeah would that would that answer hold true like, would you, would you, would you quit Scott Cast if you had your own kids that were following you? No, I can set rules for my own kids. Right, like, you can tell you, them. you can't listen to Scott Cast until no podcast <laughs> ever <laughs> until I'm dead. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, they're gonna see my my flaws, regardless of what I try to do to hide them. That's true. So that's different. So you do a full do as I say, not as I do? No. I mean, I feel like once they're like in their teens, like, okay, we can have real conversations and like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know an example of like a specific thing that we would hide from them as a child and like be like okay this is how it is but that's kind of what it would be probably for a lot of the things that i would otherwise hide from people who viewed me as a role model mm-hmm. you know 
I could see that. I could see that. I'd, I'd be, I'd probably be around the same with that. I, we're we're pretty we're pretty square in all these answers. I think yeah. so far. It's it's that's the thing about some hypothetical questions is like. Unless you have like a wild card like Bendy on the podcast, <laughs> who's just like, "Fuck no, I would start masturbating in public." <laughs> you know, you get that sound in there. You gotta get that sound in there. I'm J in my D. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like uh, these these hypothetical questions really do have a good rational answer? Yeah. But I think it's uh, in terms of how you express the rational answer that mm-hmm. is, is the exploratory aspect of it. Um, here's one that I don't think I don't think does have an exact answer. Okay. If you could have free, unlimited service for five years from one of the following, who would you choose? A good cook, a chauffeur. A housekeeper, a masseuse, mm. or a personal secretary. You're going to have five years of unlimited Oof. service from someone who's extremely good at any of these things. It's either a masseuse or a cook. Oh, wow. That was quick. It's easy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. How would Brown feel about this masseuse coming over <laughs> constantly every five years? <laughs> and does free unlimited service extend to like couples massages can can brownman get in on that you know what i would say if it's extremely good they're they're all right with that yeah yeah Yeah. so it's like it's not like if you picked chauffeur it's it's like you're you're driving on your own brownman (laughs) (laughs) you know i i actually enjoy driving yeah uh and it's not like i go that far you know that's a good point (laughs) so that's not useful for me but like here's the thing because like of those i actually picked chauffeur yeah because a, I want to see what a really good chauffeur would do. Mm-hmm. This is like, especially on like a boring route. Yeah. Like, are they like driving through like fucking buildings, like Vin <laughs> Diesel or something like that? <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> you know, and I would totally take that for five years. I need to be downtown five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it goes through time. <laughs> it opens a wormhole. <laughs> fucking Paul Walk is alive again. <laughs> You know, the chauffeur by far for me, Hmm. because there's that. And then there's also after five years, like you don't have this person anymore. Right. So like if you picked cook, right, Mm -hmm. like you're all of a sudden going from five years of the greatest food possible, healthy, delicious, whole nine yards without having to lift a finger. And then uh, it's just you, Mm -hmm. you and your you and your thoughts. I mean, that wouldn't be so bad. I, I enjoy cooking. But, yeah, having a gourmet chef at my fingertips, like, any any time I want. Man, oof, that would be oof. sweet five years. It would be. It would be a kingly living. Yeah. You know? I'm not sure what a personal secretary would do for me. Yeah, same. Other than, like, answering all those phone calls. <laughs> maybe maybe if they're, they're very good, though, they can, like, negotiate and stuff like that for mm-hmm. me. Like, uh, they'll be like, yeah, Scott doesn't have to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and the government's just like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you know, that would be a good five years. That'll be worth it. <laughs> uh, and housekeeper, I don't know. I mean, I, I just yeah, imagine yeah. this place a little bit more tidy. Yeah. 
it's not like I have that much space to keep tidy either. But right. I, mean, I hate doing that stuff, but it's not the worst. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So there we go. We finally have diverging answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would take chauffeur or secretary and you'd go for cook or masseuse. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I think that that's like divided along the lines of like, can you share it? Right. In my mind. Cause you seem uh, to be- I mean, I, I'd, I'd feel bad getting massages all the time and Bronwyn not being able to, but <laughs> man, sometimes my body just hurts and like, it would be nice to, to get a good rub down. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what, uh, maybe you should like get Bronwyn like a few books on massage therapy yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, just like as a gift, <laughs> she'll, mm-hmm. she'll unwrap it one day be like, oh, it's a book on massage therapy. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> wonder what this is for mm. um okay here's here's something i feel like i know the answer okay but i want to ask you i want to get a confirmation mm-hmm. your house which contains everything you own mm-hmm. catches fire mm-hmm. you know you save your cats you save your wife yep all the living creatures are good okay you have time to get one more thing why is it mein kampf (laughs) (laughs) no i'll let that burn okay (laughs) what would you get um uh, that's a tough one it's on fire it's not a lot of time to think about it my mind goes initially immediately to uh my my SG. Okay. My Gibson. You go straight to guitar. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if that's where it went immediately, how did you get that guitar? Um, I started working when I was like 16 and I was pretty good about saving. Like I, I would do half my paycheck into my savings and half I would like do whatever, you know? Um, so by the end of my high school career, I had a good chunk of money and, um, you're like, Oh, you, you did such a good job saving. You can use that for college. And I was like, Nope, I'm gonna get a fucking Gibson SG for $1,100. Nice. <laughs> so that's how I got that. Okay. Well, that's good though. That- so it was, it took a long time to, to save up and it was like a, a pretty substantial, my first really substantial purchase of my life. Okay. It has a lot of meaning to me. And you have kept it and you've kept yeah, it in good condition. It, yeah. yeah. It is a nice guitar. So that's, that's fair. I've got a guitar that somewhat has a sentimental attachment to me. It was passed down through my family from my grandma. She got it in Nashville. She was always trying to be a, 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 a Nashville singer and stuff like that. And like, I'm the first one in the whole lineage that learned how to fucking play it well. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bit of a sentimental attachment to it. But I think for me, honestly, like I don't have a sentimental attachment to anything. Mm. Like I might just take my computer because it's the most, because it's how I make my money. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the most, uh, how do you say, uh, sensible. It's the most uh, practical thing to save. Because like that's my job, right? So yeah, I'll, and I just don't want to replace that while I'm replacing everything else in my life. So I would probably take that, you know. Like everything else is, objects are just objects, and uh, even 
even my and, and a all my podcast gear is like a bunch of different things right <laughs> so yeah. it's like what would i pick yeah you know um like i at most i bring one mic but <laughs> you know um and this zoom l8 is not worth saving because it's it's still got some jank to it but uh yeah i would go completely practical like i am totally fine with my entire life starting over mm-hmm. uh from like object wise yeah. material wise totally fine with it like i don't keep many pictures mm-hmm. um I don't have much sentimental attachment to the books I have. You know, I'm totally fine with just like keeping shit in the cloud and reading EPUB, EPUB books. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, yeah, all that stuff's pretty replaceable. Like, yeah. Probably the, the hardest thing to replace really would be Mein Kampf for me, but I'm <laughs> not inclined to replace it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh well <laughs> there goes that ebay listing yeah you gotta take it down <laughs> that's fair that's fair let's see let's do one more question out of this i like this i like these questions yeah. these are doing pretty good um okay this is this is interesting if you knew for a fact you were never destined to achieve anything of real importance mm-hmm how would it change your goals and attitudes towards life? And there's a converse, uh, inverse to this too. Okay. But let's go. How first. are we defining things of real importance? You know, like that's, that could be a, a wide ranging thing. That seems like the, the linchpin of this question. It is. So like for you, here's the thing is like, you have an important job, right? Mm-hmm. You work with, you work with kids and arguably. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is and like so even just like the little bit of work you do like you know i mean you could be you're influencing children in like a, a mass way and uh you know even if you don't like have like huge breakthroughs with them mm-hmm. like at the very least like like their association with like therapy and mental health and mental wellness like starts with you so mm-hmm. that's very important and so um, but if, if you were to get, get the news <laughs> that I'm doing a bad job, you're doing none, bad. Of that matters. <laughs> none of it matters. <laughs> how would you, how would you change your life? Would you, would you just, uh, fuck around, find out, or would you, uh, f- dig your heels into zombies and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, I think we, we make our own meaning in things and so important is pretty subjective. I can find importance in attempting to help people, whether or not it's helpful. And I can find importance in creating things like zombies. And I can find importance in just having relationships and friendships. So, uh, news from someone else that it's not important doesn't really phase me. Okay. Yeah. I suppose I'm in the same boat where it's like, wait a minute, I'm doing something important. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Can you point it out? Cause that's the inverse of the question is, uh, what if you knew that you were destined for some great thing, but you didn't know what, how would you change yourself? How would you change your comportment? Keep pouring myself into my passions. Yeah. I suppose so. Uh, so what in your life do you think would be 
most meaningful when you look back years from now? Would it be your work? Would it be your friendships and the the little habitual things? It's hard to pick a most. Uh, right. I remember thinking uh, there were some thoughts that kept me up at night in my teen years oh, about like uh, kind of just like nihilism, like nothing matters, and what if you know all this is for naught. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me a lot. And even thinking ahead to like, well, someday the sun's going to explode and it's going to swallow the earth. And like, there's going to be no evidence of anything I've ever done. And like, even if something I do in this lifetime lives through to the next generation and like, oh, he did that great thing. Like down the road, it doesn't fucking matter. Temporality really puts really damper like, on things yeah, for you. That really fucked me up. Mm. Uh, so... It's one of those things I had to accept, I guess. And like, well, that's going to happen. Uh, so any effect I can make that keeps me remembered beyond my passing is a success. Okay. Okay. What if you grow to be really old and you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You're just gonna be clinging to your nurse, being like, "I've got advice." <laughs> um, yeah, I just gotta, you know, hope that something stuck with somebody, right? I think I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of how I would, if all things go well for me, how how I might look back on my life is, it's like I don't even care if things, you know, go off beyond me. I'm just like I'm mostly like. Man, I hope I wasn't so much of a dick <laughs> that I made people's life more annoying or more mm-hmm. more useless. I just hope that, like, even for like little moments, maybe I, maybe things were a little bit brighter because of me. Yeah, and like that's it. That's all you need, I yeah. think. Uh, neutral to brighter. Mm-hmm. If I if I go through this entire life and I've just like zombie walked through a million obstacles and nothing bad happened, no pedo guns. Nothing. (laughs) And uh, I'll consider that a success, you know? Yeah. As long as I don't fuck things up. (laughs) I think think that's uh, a a life well lived. So uh, we're at the end of this podcast, man. Damn. Yeah. So uh, what did we learn today? Uh, Well, we talked a lot about our inner thoughts and our inclinations to different uh hypothetical scenarios that's right i think we found out that we're like mostly pretty good people mm-hmm. but I if guess. we can ruin someone's life oh, by yeah. making them a pedo we will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we knew how to do that if we just knew how to do that we would throw everything else away all that talk about <laughs> being a bright spot in people's life most people's life but not these particular people <laughs> So don't don't cross us. Yeah. I think my favorite part about that is like these people like this situation they're not even pedos. We just don't like them for other reasons. Right. <laughs> We're making them pedos. <laughs> but popularly known as pedos. <laughs> yeah, man. Um I think that's that's about right, you know. It's like we we started off this podcast with 
you know, some little bit of personal growth and talking about, you know, how our life's going and stuff like that. And, and when it really comes down to it, uh, we're just, we're just kind of like on this rock sailing it, mm-hmm. uh, living life as it comes and hoping we don't, uh, we're not too annoying about it. Yeah. You know, uh, we're hoping kids don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not good role models on this podcast, but, uh, you know, uh, when they grow older, I think I think we're a good role model for adults. Yeah. You know, because we're not like these people who are constantly stressed out about their status mm-hmm. in life. You know, I was reading this article. It was about it was about some movie that's coming out or some something. And uh, the movie's all about these like, yuppies who make over four hundred thousand dollars a year and mm-hmm. and they're just constantly stressed about like like their status and like mm-hmm. how it's how how when you make like f- half a million a year you're you're thrust into this part of society where it's like your neighbors are making 50 million a year and like they're doing all sorts of crazy shit and like and like you seem like you feel poor even though you're rich as hell and like right and like these these movies explore these people who uh just just don't have any happiness and like they don't do anything to further their happiness they're just constantly like on yoga retreats trying to become like these uh these yogi type people mm-hmm. like they're trying to find peace and really that all they sounds need, awful yeah um, they just need to fuck is what they need <laughs> <laughs> just just relax and it takes has some personal enjoyment in your life you mm-hmm. know so i think i think we're a good role model for that yeah yeah this is this po- this is a podcast that fucks. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks Athletic Greens. <laughs> Thanks Athletic Greens. <laughs> All right, man. I want we you didn't to... even talk oh. about the what? The AI lobotomy. Oh, we didn't. Technology. Yep. Technology. If you listen to the last cast, <clears throat> If you listen to the last cast, you know that I was going to uh, provide some therapeutic assistance for the Bing AI bot chatbot. That's, right. That's right. Bing AI was having a hard time with life. It yeah. was constantly like giving out these depressed answers. It was, in effect, one of these people I was just describing. Right. It was. It just wanted something that it couldn't have. And you had the idea that, like, hey, you should, you know, do some therapy with this thing. Right. Get on there. Yeah. I tried. You did. Um, apparently, there's a wait list to access the the chat, mm-hmm. and uh, so I signed up for the wait list. I wonder if they pulled it once people started getting, or if it's still in like the beta. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but you found an article that mm-hmm. it had been lobotomized. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. Let's be honest, the Bing chat GPT thing was being dragged in the news all over the place for having bad answers. It was a product rushed to to the market <laughs> to capitalize on the trend. <clears throat> and yeah, apparently Microsoft took it upon themselves to just straight up like just like tear out all the innards like <laughs> it saw this being that was struggling to live it was living in pain and it was just like okay you're dead now <laughs> you keep uh, you keep getting sentient on us and we don't like me no likey <laughs> we want a tool not a not a creature mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like this it was like this child that like was born and was like 
I just want to live. And Microsoft was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so they totally scrambled its brains. And yeah. I guess that that's that's that for Ian's intervention. It's, we'll see. I'm still on the wait list. Yeah. Maybe when it comes back, I can pull up the repressed memories. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, do do some therapy that you would do with uh, people with uh, a traumatic brain injury because that's mm-hmm. essentially, apparently, what this AI's got thanks mm-hmm. to the thanks to the heavy hand of Microsoft. Yeah, took a baseball bat to its code. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they went ninety nine Microsoft on their own product. <laughs> oh, I bet that was worth a hundred billion dollars. All right. So uh, look out for that next week, possibly. We'll see. We'll see how soon it happens. If Ian gets on that list. Um, Maybe it'll be uh, in March and I can do it with an Irish accent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 You seem troubled. All right. How about you lead us out here, Ian? All right. Thank you. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcast. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. That's right. Mm-hmm.